Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. It's 1.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now along with Brendan Escott. We will tell you this. Cars cost less out in Wetaskiwin. So, you know what else matters in the car business? Outstanding service. They got that as well. Brent Ridge Ford, nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with outstanding service at the time of the purchase and will continue that standard of service after the sale as well. Let Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or go online at uh, BrentRidge.com. We welcome back to the show. He does the show probably we get him on a, I don't know, two times out of three weeks. Um, and he has me on his show when he's stuck and can't get somebody better. Uh, we welcome back the eclectic wonder himself, Reed Wilkins. Hello, Reed. How are you doing? Well, I'm looking forward to having you on the show tonight, Bob. And it's because there's no one better to have on the show than you when the Oilers get back out on the ice. But thanks for having me, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Actually, I don't think there's anybody better to have when it comes to talking about the Oilers at any time. Okay, besides me, I could actually list 63 guys that might be better, but that's neither here nor there. All right, uh, let's get right to it. Uh, first of all, we'll start with uh, the line combinations. Ryan Nugent, were you a little bit surprised to see Nugent Hopkins up with McDavid and Cassian? Uh, only a little bit because you'd referenced it earlier, and I trust you enough that you probably wouldn't say something like that unless you, you thought there was a chance it was going to happen. I was surprised. What surprised me was seeing Athanasiu on the line yeah. with Drysaitel and Yamamoto. I, I, I was somewhat prepared that maybe Nugent Hopkins would be off that line. I did. I didn't think Athanasiu would be the guy going with Drysaitel and Yamamoto. Like I, I, I really thought maybe it might be might be Tyler Ennis. Me too. Working in there because I, I, I actually thought Ennis played quite well since he became an Oiler, and I know obviously there was there wasn't a lot of time between. He Green and and Double A coming to the team, but I thought Dennis was intelligent. Uh, I thought he was tenacious. And one thing I I liked about Ennis's game was that uh, you know obviously if you're on the ice with Connor McDavid or Leon Draisaitl or Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you want to get them the puck. 
but he didn't force plays and he didn't defer to the point where he wasn't able to make plays himself. I thought Ennis was very smart. If he got to the blue line and there wasn't a rush opportunity, he dumped it in and, and, and chased it or, or allowed, you know, a player with speed to chase it. Whereas sometimes, you know, I think if you're on one of the top two lines, all of a sudden uh, you think you got to make plays at the blue line. So I was, I was surprised it was not Ennis. Now it's day one of an almost three week training camp and there can be a lot of experiments and a lot of different things can happen. But Athanasiu to me, I mean, he's been described as, an enigma and I thought he still was that in the few games he played with the Oilers so for him to for him to get a the, the first top six crack you know taking Nugent Hopkins spot on you know one of probably the best line in hockey since New Year's Eve I, I that's what surprised me not so much Nuge going up with McDavid that double a got that spot with yeah. Dry Yamamoto. well I think we should cut to the chase here we just had Ken Holland on the show this is uh this is a big run here for Andreas Athanasiu. The owners have to qualify him. He makes north of $3 million. They have less cap space uh, now than they envisioned when they made the trade to get him. He needs he needs to perform, and he's going to get an opportunity uh, to, to practice for a couple of weeks instead of just being thrown right in there, but he needs to make some hay here. So for me, Reed, I'll say it right now. I believe Andreas Athanasiu is a total wild card. I don't know what he's going to do. I have been told by guys that were on the ice with him last week, he was flying. So that bodes well, and maybe there's a reward there because you and me were at that event at the start of the year out of the country club, uh, the Barry Cates uh, golf tournament, and I remember Dave Tippett really liking the looks of Ethan uh, Ethan Bear even before we got to training camp. So maybe he opened up some eyes in phase two. And that might have been part of the reason why he's there. But he's 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 poised to succeed, Reed. But I don't think it's an accident that he's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying, and I think you make a good point. I mean, maybe coming back off a break here and not being traded, and then you know the next day you're in a new city trying to figure out a spot with a new team. Maybe that's going to help him. The thing that made that line so successful to me, Bob, was obviously they're three incredibly skilled players. You know, Yamamoto, Drysdale, Nugent Hopkins, they can all pass. They can all finish. But it was just how tenacious they were and how many pucks they kept alive. I mean, to me, the signature goal was the one Nugent Hopkins got against Calgary, where Dreisaitl and Yamamoto both tracked down Calgary defensemen who were on the verge of clearing the puck and and worked it back in, and they just created multiple opportunities. So that tenaciousness then allowed the skill to go to work and get goals. So if to me, if Athanasiu is going to contribute on that line, he has to use his speed to keep pucks alive. Because if you get it to Yamamoto and Dreisaitl, something good is going to happen. I mean, there's no doubt he can skate, and he has been able to finish in bursts at least, and you know, in sections of his career with the Detroit Red Wings. So it, to, to me, step one of him fitting in on that line isn't just okay you got to get points it's that it's that you have to never give up on a play and realize that dry settle yamamoto aren't going to do that either here's the thing when you watch them play in detroit i always wondered how well does he read and react off his teammates 
or is he kind of a lone ranger in terms of, you know, how he goes out there and attacks things? And Because the best players can share. The best actors share the screen. The best players share the puck. And so his best chance to succeed here is that he's got a two-week window, read where it you know, looks like he's going to get a, a, a long look. Uh, with with Leon and, and Connor, that has me really intrigued. The other thing that I like about it, in terms of R&H with McDavid and Drysaddle with Yamamoto, is it's going to force Chicago to declare the position they're in with Jonathan Taze. Your thoughts? Well, I think so, because I, I think McDavid has still... Now, look, first of all, I, I think we have to preface this by saying that the Oilers, you know, looking at the lines today, that's such a deeper lineup than they had the, the previous two seasons. Even even looking at where Neil and Chason were with, with Jujar Kara kind of on, you know, you know, obviously in a bottom six role, Neil and Chason can jump up and play higher in the lineup if needed, right, for, for a short period of time or if there's an injury or if someone's struggling. So, so they're in a, a much better situation that way. But for, for most of the, the set, well, for all of the second half of the season, the Oilers' number one line was the dry side of line. And then McDavid was getting Cassian when he wasn't suspended and whoever else might be due for an addition or maybe seem like they were having a little bit of a hot stick, but it was still the McDavid line. It didn't have that pair that a lot of coaches talk about. So I think that's a good point. If, if you have McDavid and Dreisett on different lines, each with a high, highly skilled winner, winger, that makes it harder for the Blackhawks. And then, and then still on the bottom six, you have some guys who can grind and can finish in tight. You know, if you talk about Chase or Neil being on one of the bottom two lines or those guys, be in the net front presence on the power play, which they swapped off throughout the season as well. Look, I think for this this series, Bob, that that's going to be what gives Chicago fits, definitely. And I do think the Oilers should be favored in this series. And then one of the things that we've talked about in the long lead-up to this is – is is goaltending, right? Could Crawford steal the series? I, I think the biggest development we've seen today is that Crawford wasn't wasn't available for then. What's the term they're using for players um, unfit unfit, un, unfit uh, yeah. to participate? So they're not saying what it is. They're not saying if it's COVID, another injury, family issue. So we don't know. So, but if Corey Crawford isn't out there again tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. To me, that really swings the scales in Edmonton's advantage if, if Crawford, for some reason, isn't available for this series. Reed, uh, Connor McDavid did a Zoom interview today, and you were kind enough to grab us the tape. We're actually going to replay the clip right now uh, where McDavid is talking about that he's had an off season to, you know, the four months he's been able to get himself back into shape because we knew he was coming off a very challenging, uh, well, we didn't know the full extent of the injury uh, until we saw the documentary. Uh, but here's Connor McDavid today talking a bit about uh, getting back to maybe 100%. Could we see a bigger and better McDavid while well, McDavid had this to say on uh, returning? Um, yeah, like the rest of the world, it's been uh, a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, not really knowing what's going on, but, you know, just trying to keep myself ready to go, um, you know, working out in the gym, skating lots. Um, I was able to find uh, places to do all that. So, um, yeah, you know, like, like I said, lots of unknowns, but I stayed ready and, and uh, you know, I always kind of thought that something would get done and, and we'd, uh, we'd end up playing. So uh, I still remain hopeful that we will and obviously today's a big step towards that. Yeah, I believe it was actually the other clip where he talks about the fact that he's had a little bit more time. Could we see a better Connor McDavid 
as crazy as that sounds, uh, you know, because it was so disappointing for him to finish second in regular season scoring when he played six fewer games in Leon. Any year in which uh, his very good friend ended up uh, leading the way probably in, in, for the Hart Trophy. Is it feasible that he could actually, this could have helped Connor McDavid? What do you think, Reed? Sure it is, Bob. And here's the thing when we talk about McDavid and Dreisaitl. They're still young players. Like, they're still well in the first half of their careers. They I, they have not peaked as players. And I think it's a great point that McDavid was able to use this time to strictly focus on, on hockey. Now, that's what he was doing last summer, but it was in the context of dealing with that injury. How am I going to get back? Am I going to be able to do this? Am I, you know, is this going to hurt when I do this? Is this going to be stable? All that kind of stuff. That's all taken care of. I mean, he worried about all that last summer and still came back as one of the best players in the league. Well, now he was able to to just focus on what he needs to do to go out there and, and excel. He didn't have any sort of rehab or injury to worry about. And I, and I think that's a great point, Bob. I mean, we still really don't know what his limit is in terms of how good he can be, how great he can be, how many points he can get. And I've said this to you numerous times on and off air over the past few months, that I think that another advantage for the Oilers in this is is this rest for Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Nugent Hopkins. Yes, the Oilers are deeper than they've been in the last few years. You know, they don't have to lean on those guys in in, uh, penalty killing as much as in the past. Though I know, you know, Nugent goes out there, Dreisaitl sometimes. But they still play a lot. They still they st- they still play a lot. They still play a lot. And what would have happened before is they would have played those final eleven games. They probably would have had to get you know sixty sixty five percent of their points to get in. They would have played a lot. And then you go into a, a high intensity playoff series. Well, now you know they haven't been burning all the all that gas and then putting all those miles on the engine and then jumping into the playoffs. So I, I think that's a great point about how this could help McDavid. And I think just the pause in general, which I know from a world standpoint we wish didn't happen, but from just a purely Oilers hockey standpoint, all of a sudden now their three best players are, are fresher than, than they, they, they could ever possibly be going into the playoffs, and that can only help. Reed, this is a training camp. Sometimes prospects bubble up during training camps. Uh, which Oilers prospect theoretically has the best chance to play if Edmonton goes on an extended run? I think it's I think it's Bouchard, and I think the Green's absence. Two reasons: Green's absence, and I, I didn't get to hear all of your Ken Holland interview because I was getting some of that other tape. But I heard the part where he talked about all the defensemen that you need. So if you're going to need eight, nine, who knows, maybe even ten defensemen down the down the road, and Bouchard being a right shot who maybe could play the power play. The Oilers are deeper on the back end, so they wouldn't need him to play five-on-five as much or be in as many tough-minute matchups. I think it's it's Bouchard, and things are going to happen along the way. We don't know the situation with Caleb Jones, but he was already unfit to to participate today. I I mean, look, certainly Benson is is pushing. I know Broberg's here, but he was just drafted a year ago, and, and I think the Oilers are are deep enough at forward that they probably wouldn't have to, you know, lean on somebody like Benson in, in this type of a situation. But right. personally, I, I think it's Bouchard. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I'm going to be interested to see how this uh, parlays itself out. Uh, goaltending-wise, do they both play? 
I think probably. I, I still think Smith starts. Though, again, we're almost three weeks from that happening. So I think it's a competition. Tippett, Tippett was asked about today. I mean, Smith was asked about it, and he kind of was just like, geez, like we're still remembering how to tie our skates. We're not worried too much about a goaltending competition. But Tippett said that the players are comfortable with, with both guys. He, he said he's been on teams where there's a clear number one and a clear number two, and he could tell that the players just weren't as comfortable playing in front of the number two guy. Uh, I, I think the Oilers looked pretty much the same in, in front of both goaltenders throughout the season. Obviously, Smith is a different dynamic because the defensemen don't have to go back the same way because of the way he plays the puck. But I, I very well think that if this is a deep Oilers playoff run, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be 50-50, but it, it possibly could be a 60-40 split. And if a guy has a tough game or, or the Oilers are, you know get down 2-1 in a series, you throw in the other guy and see what he can do. Reed, tomorrow, the start of the NHL awards uh, in terms of who the finalists will be announced, and they're going to begin with the Ted Lindsay Award, which is given to the NHL's most outstanding player as voted on by the NHLPA. Uh, is it feasible that Edmonton could have two of the three finalists with McDavid and Drysaddle? Ooh, that's a good question, Bob. I mean, usually in those situations... The, if, if you're voting, you'll pick one player off a team, right? You you won't pick both guys. I I don't know. I I think it'll probably just be one Oiler to be a final. Certainly for the Hearts, I think it would just be one Oiler to be a final. Maybe amongst the players, it's a different vote because we have seen them go their own way uh, in the past. I mean, I would expect McKinnon to be in there, and then and then there's a whole bunch of other players that could possibly be in there. I, I, I still lean towards that they'll probably pick just one Oiler when it comes down to the voting. But if there was an ever, ever a year where you're going to have two of the finals, I think it was um, last time that happened with the Oilers, was it 88 when it was Gretzky and Fewer, both in the top three for the heart? I'm trying yes. to remember off the top of my head, but it's it's been a while. And then there because that was year other... Fear played like 75 games. Yeah, and yeah. maybe maybe should have won it because he played so many games. But yeah, yeah, I, I just because Gretzky was overrated. What's that? Because <laughs> Gretzky was overrated. Well, yeah. What was his Corsi Bob? I bet you it wasn't uh, even above 50. But yeah. uh, and he got all those and he got all those empty net goals. So yeah. you know how many goals did he actually score? But I, I think in those situations, most voters pick one guy off a team, yes. right, as opposed to having two. But in this situation, of course, we're talking about the players. Reid, uh, besides yours truly, what else you got shaking tonight on Inside Sports? We uh, are going to go to uh, Washington. We got a uh, Washington radio host on the show to talk about the uh, NFL team in, uh, dropping its name and looking for a new one, and we'll get a Blackhawks angle as well, Bob. All right, there you go. Uh, that is Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We'll tell you this, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offering curbside pickup and takeout options. For our menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, eight of which are dine-in, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. Back with this day in Oilers history, and it involves a guy that has stayed in the community and is just a great dude. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Thanks, Leon. 152 at Edmonton. 
Reminder, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Let's get to this day in Oilers history. Back at the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brendan Escott. Back in 2010, the Oilers signed local product Sean Bell to a one-year contract. The former first-round pick of the St. Louis Blues played in five NHL games that year, spending most of his time as an alternate captain down uh, with the Oklahoma City Barons before getting traded to Colorado for Kevin Montgomery in February of that same year. He now coaches a U15 elite squad at the OHA Hockey Academy uh, here in Edmonton. Although he had a, he played, he coached Bob in Sherwood Park and then at Nate as well. He's a great guy. I just I cannot reiterate that point again. Part of one of the greatest uh, World Junior teams of all time, the 2005 uh, World Junior Championship team for Canada. Terrific fellow, Sean Bell. All right, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Frank the Tank says this. Having double A a part of camp rather than being shipped by a trade into a new system is completely different. This will be huge for him, and it's smart to do what the Oilers are doing. That one comes from Adam. Yep, well, they're putting double A Andreas Athanasiu in a position to succeed if he's going to get a couple weeks playing with McDavid and Yamamoto on their uh, line through a training camp and into a potential exhibition game. Uh, Jason from Penticton, Texas show to say, Bob, I hope the boys learn from the MJ documentary. Well, a lot of people watched the Michael Jordan documentary and realized how committed he was. Uh, and there's a lesson that. You can text us at 780-496-0063. This texter says, Bob, I like Winnipeg over Calgary. Losing Hamannick will deplete their already suspect blue line. Plus, Johnny Hockey will disappoint once again. He'll be gone soon, my opinion. Um, I had somebody send me the, I believe he credited Kent Wilson, uh, who's a blogger out of Calgary, uh, RCN did, showing that basically Goodrell's had bad puck luck in the playoffs. Um, that happens sometimes in short play. I mean, look at it. Jordan Everly didn't uh, Jordan Everly, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Milan Lucic didn't have an even strength goal. Benoit Pouliot. Those four forwards didn't have an even strength goal against Anaheim. Second round of the playoffs. And uh, you wonder what would have happened if the Oilers could have survived that series. If maybe Everly had broken through in the next round. Uh, regarding the haters, the haters, Bob, are the same trolls that disrespect the Sutton Place Hotel. Just saying, I agree with you. If you don't like Alberta or the Oilers, maybe you should uh, change the channel. Well, again, I, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this show's called Oilers now. There's, I'm not, you know what? We have lots of nationally based guys that come on this show, including Elliot Friedman and Brian Burke. But the primary focus on this show most days. <laughs> Or the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Texter adds, Connor McDavid's award this year is going to be the Conn Smythe. Hey, I'm all for that. That'd be great. Uh, this text from Gary from Saskatchewan. Maybe I've missed this, but the, the playing stats count for playoff stats. Yes, they count as playoff stats. They do not count as regular season stats. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. We are... Uh, 
What's shaking here? Tomorrow, uh, likely to have Mark Spector for the horses and horse race in Alberta, at least for a hit. Um, the, he's going to have to work around the Oilers' practice time. Again, Horse Racing Alberta presenting live racing every Friday and Sunday evening to comply with Alberta uh, HS regulations. There's no spectators at this time, but you can go online at hpibet.com to watch and wager. Hart Levine will also be joining us. Uh, Hart Levine uh, from Puckpedia as well to discuss the changes to the CBA because it's going to affect things on bonus overages and that thing as well. Up next, the global news weather traffic update uh, with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen and I. Reed Wilkins coming up at 6 o'clock. Have a magnificent Monday, everybody. So long from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.